Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. First, we introduced the Australian Institute of Sport and National Eating Disorders Collaboration Position Statement on Disordered Eating in High-Performance Sports. We also summarized a study where the authors found that athletic trainers with more experience were less likely to use standardized concussion sideline tools during a concussion assessment and standardized concussion sideline tools and concussion symptom checklist during return-to-play decisions. If we take a closer look at that second post, we find that the authors performed a survey to examine concussion knowledge among athletic trainers and how concussion knowledge and years of clinical experience related to concussion assessment and management among athletic trainers. The authors created a 15-minute online survey that asked about demographics, concussion assessment and management tools used, and concussion knowledge. They then invited almost 9,000 members of the National Athletic Trainers Association to complete the survey. Overall, 773 athletic trainers completed the survey, and the average signs and symptoms recognition score was 78%. While athletic trainers typically identified actual signs and symptoms, many incorrectly attributed an abnormal sense of taste or smell to a concussion. Nearly all athletic trainers knew of the 2014 NATA position statement on concussion. However, Less than 60% knew about the NCAA best practice document or the 2016 Berlin Consensus Statement. Greater years of clinical experience related to being less likely to use standardized sideline tools to assess a concussion, as well as being less likely to use standardized tools and symptom checklists to inform return-to-play decisions. Clinical experience did not relate to the use of clinical examinations, computerized neurocognitive testing, or balance testing. On the other hand, concussion knowledge had no relationship with concussion assessment or return-to-play evaluations. Overall, the authors found that athletic trainers had adequate concussion knowledge and familiarity with concussion position statements, especially the NATA's 2014 statement. However, athletic trainers with more years of experience were less likely to use standardized sideline tools and symptom checklists. Athletic trainers may become more comfortable with concussion diagnosis as they develop during their career, which could give them a belief that standardized tools or symptom checklists are unnecessary to identify a concussion. Despite this belief, updated standardized tools and symptom checklists may be the best way to implement evidence-based practice and guarantee proper concussion evaluation, management, and documentation. Further research into the barriers for appropriate concussion assessment and management will help further understand these results and improve adherence to concussion best practices. Until then, athlete trainers should review their practices 
and consider adding standardized sideline tools and symptom checklists to best care for athletes. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a discussion paper on how athlete trainers' unique clinical and teamwork skills contribute on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the article, and the courses on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one and stay well.